<clears throat> well, hello everybody and welcome to another episode of Romancing Our Stones. Thank you for listening on the podcast or watching us on YouTube now. Multiple media platforms now. Wow, we are diversifying faster than uh, middle school fashion sense. Um, <laughs> I'm Matt. I'm Alex. And uh, you're listening to Romancing Our Stones, the male survival guide to uh, surviving media that your girl will drag you to. Um, and it's kind of hard for me to blame this on a woman or a girl that I dated or has been married to or whatever it may be. Um, this show I actually love. Uh, we are, we are um, covering Married at First Sight, which is on Netflix now. Season nine. Yeah, it starts at season nine. Starts at season nine. So it's the only available season on there right now. Um, based in North Carolina. North Carolina. Yep. This is their ninth season. And uh, we'll give you a premise of the show. But first, before we do that, Alex, what are we drinking? Today we are drinking Shake Chocolate Porter from Boulder Beer Co. Ooh. It looks like 5.9% ABV. And... Uh, Velvety smooth with subtle coffee-like notes. This porter serves as a de- devilishly delicious dark chocolate finish. So cheers, and, uh, buddy. So cheers. Cheers to you at home, drinking along. Oh, that's good. It's so good. It's really good. It does I, taste um, like a shake. Tastes like a milkshake, and it's a bummer that this beer, this brewery actually went out of business. Did um, they? Yeah, they were purchased by a third party, and oh. so they're making four of their beers, but there's no more Boulder Brewery. <clears throat> oh wow! I didn't know anymore. That. Yeah. So. Oh, I'm sad. I know. I cried about it for a while, but I'm getting better now. Was that was that a COVID thing or what? No. And just, just before it was just poorly managed company. Hmm. Um. But uh, a couple dudes like us probably managing a brewery. <laughs> <laughs> you keep wanting to buy one. You you presented me with one in a, in Illinois. I guess it's for sale. You said sold. I bought it. Oh, you did. Yeah. Oh, good. Okay. We, we have a two point five million dollar loan to pay, but we bought it. Yeah, about that. <laughs> mm, I invested in the soundboard, so actually, you invested in the soundboard. I still owe you money for that. But who's keeping count? Who's keeping count? Oh, yeah, you are. Okay, two point five for you though. <laughs> so, Married at First Sight is a uh, reality TV show uh, that used to be on um, a different. I think it'd be like on E or something. It, it started off on a main channel, then got picked up by like. Pogo or something like uh, you've never heard of before. Satellite Cable Nation. Yeah, and um, now it's picked up by Netflix, it looks like. Essentially, it's like this. Uh, three experts. One of them's name is Dr. Pepper. Uh, Which, can I just say, is the best. Like, the show won me over when I found out there was a Dr. Pepper. Yeah, it's it's awesome. And then there's <laughs> Dr. Sprite and Mr. Pibb um, as well. He's the bachelor. Yeah, right? <laughs> so, um, but they have, they have a panel of experts. They have a, a sex and relationship expert. They have a, a pastor who's also a relationship specialist and they have Dr. Pepper who's a sociologist. Um, and they essentially, the uh, people apply to be on the show and um, they go through this testing and interview process to be potentially paired with someone that the experts deem would be a perfect match based on all the aspects of their personality, their life. They basically go through like a shrink session with each and every one of them. And then, those three will now come say, all right, who are our matches? Mm-hmm. Who is most compatible with who? And they just, from their experience, I don't think, I don't think there's an algorithm or anything that's in place. It's just what, what do we feel is the best match? And I think the first season had an algorithm. Okay. Um, probably why it's been the most successful season, but um, nine seasons of this, six marriages and four children from the show. So actually 
I can't say nine. This is season nine. There's been eight episodes, eight seasons, okay. six marriages, four kids, which is far heads and beyond better than any other show out there. I mean, call it what? Six marriages out of eight seasons. Yeah. Out so, of how many so in the, out of Bachelor? People. Yeah. So Bachelor has been 20 seasons and there's been five marriages. Okay. All right. <clears throat> expecting so, a worse success rate, but okay. <laughs> yeah. Well, I, I, it depends on when the camera's rolling or not. Yeah. yeah. Um, but so I like the show because it's the most realistic. Um, you're married. I've been married. It's the most realistic as to what a relationship will look like. Rather, take, it kind of strips the fantasy out of it. Mm-hmm. And then they also have help along the way. Um, be it spiritual, sexual, emotional, whatever it may be, mm-hmm. uh, along the way to try and ensure the best success for the marriage. So I like this show. It's a rift with drama. I mean, I'm watching the first episode. You can't really tell any of that yet. But for me, because I, I know you've watched this show, so you can, you have experience with you know, there'll be, there'll be some drama coming up later, but, yes. um, yeah, first time watching it for me, I, I'm seeing, you know, everybody's coming into this conference hall at this hotel and they're getting vetted. They're getting screened. I was really disappointed when the, uh, the pastor said that, you know, the, you know, there's no Idris Elba here. And I was like, why am I even watching this? <laughs> then there's Dr. no Bradley Pe- Cooper, hard pass from this guy. Yeah. I'll tell you that much. Then Dr. Pepper <clears throat> showed up. I'm like, okay, you got me. They, they hooked me back <laughs> in with Dr. Pepper. So, oh, so that, we'll just wait till they, uh, they add in, uh, Fanta, yeah, the one of the Fanta girls. Um, <laughs> but they they whittle it down to fifty, and then from those fifty, they do like house visits. They do right. It's it's from that group of fifty that they do a little bit deeper dive. They kind of raid people's like closets and which I so are you know like now being on the dating scene myself, it's something that I never really thought of. You know, it never really crosses your mind walking into someone's home. And looking through their things. Mm-hmm. Granted, you're not, you know, pulling the drawers back and like, <laughs> with a, like a getting elbow deep, with a, with a, elbow with a deep in light, there. But yeah. you know, looking like, oh, are they neat? What's their style? What, how that plays into the conversation? I really enjoyed how they did that. And I mean, they said that they started with fifty nine thousand applicants, which is wild. Yeah, whittled it down to two hundred finalists, in which they whittled down to fifty for the one on one interviews, and then even less to go to the houses. Yeah, which can I also just say from a societal perspective, I think it's fascinating that like marriages used to be, I mean, we, we can we don't have to go back 100 years and we'll find arranged marriages. Like my great-grandfather and my great-grandmother didn't meet until they got married. And yet it's been seen as like, oh, this is so unconventional. No, this is going back to convention. This is- and yet, like you said, the number of applicants was just jaw-dropping of people that were done trying to figure it out on the, their own and actually literally get match-made with somebody which yeah, I find just, I find that really interesting that there's that much of a demand for that. And it's interesting to me too, is that people are like, I'm giving up. I just can't find anyone of value. And part of me also, my, my antenna goes off and, and it's like, well, what does that say about you? <laughs> well, and, and also it's a good thing I gave up because I found you. <laughs> Oh, on, on, on their vows. Well, just like I like like you said, I'm giving up. It's like so you gave up, and then this was your last option. Like I, I don't know. I'm, 
I get there's I, some connotation there. I don't could know. you imagine it's like uh, I want to go straight to a multi forever contract with a team, but I've because I'm done playing baseball. Yeah, but I just want to sign the contract. Like I'm, yeah. I'm done. I just want to show up and have a team say I've picked you. <laughs> yeah, no, not not even that. I want I want a, a general manager to pair me with another team. Like you guys are merging teams for the rest of your life because I'm done playing and practicing and doing all the things that make me ready to do this, which you know. We'll talk about the individual people later, but you can tell by a lot of people and their questions, how they answer it, they're not ready for this next step. Mm-mm. In my in my opinion, what do I know? You definitely get some signals. Yeah. Like you said, I think part of it because it's like the, you know, oh, like like one of them um, was it Diana? Mm-hmm. She hadn't been in a relationship in ten years, which is the biggest red flag of all. <laughs> yes. If you're 27, that means your last date was 17 years old. Yeah, that's that. Wow. That's a good point. I don't remember I how, old that, she, how old is she? Is she 27 or is she 30? She might be 30, but even still 20. I mean, it's, I actually didn't think about that concept because she's young. Yeah. But that's, I mean, yeah. If you're dating somebody that's like, I haven't dated anybody in 10 years. I'm taking that relationship real slow. Why? Well, you know, we're getting ahead ourselves. Yeah. Yeah. But, um, cause there is a reaction to that actual comment, which I thought was an accurate reaction. Um, uh, but, uh, I mean, there's some people guys like, you know, like I have the ability to keep a boner for a long period of time. Oh yeah. That, that one dude. Like, yeah. It's I like, think oh. that, I think the expert was just like, okay, thanks for coming. I was, I'm pretty sure it's like, if you definitely wanted, <laughs> didn't want to be considered for this, that's what you should say. I'm like, very tumescent is what, you know, I, 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 I can keep a boner. <laughs> um, and then like they did the thing again too, where it's, you know, there's Iris and Iris is the 27 year old virgin and that's what they label her. <sighs> What is it with these dating shows making a huge deal out of virginity? Mm-hmm. Is that is that just me that it bothers, or I, no, no, no? I, I mean, it 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 bothers me as well. I think it goes completely against the narrative that we're used to hearing that they're gonna they're gonna make a big deal out of that, and it's and it's an early point to start drama because she must be crazy or there must be something wrong if she's saving herself. Right. Like that's, yeah. cause again, that that's the narrative It's like, no, when you get old enough, you go ex- experiment and that's what college is for and all that crap that the, the media shoves in our faces. Right. But like, you know, I think it's admirable. And I think that, you know, her future husband would very much appreciate that. I don't feel like it's a red flag. I don't think so. I mean, so what? It shows a level of commitment. Is that a deal breaker? I mean, a deal breaker to you? If, if I mean, it'd be like, okay, I respect that. And I would also, in this in this case myself, I'd be like, okay, well, even though we're married and technically it's, you know, per, the, per our religion, mm-hmm. it's okay now. It's like, I'm not doing anything until you are ready, if you're yes. ready, anything like that. It's Which no, that's a whole other thing to really take into, the way they get married. It's like, we literally met this morning. Like, I'm not going to be, I don't want to do anything that you're not comfortable with. I don't want to do anything I'm not comfortable with. And like, which is cool as we'll find out later. Like they have that conversation. The guys even have that conversation. I, I thought, yeah. And again, we're getting ahead, ahead of ourselves, ourselves. because yes. <laughs> we've, we've uh, bulk watched uh, episode one, two, and three, uh, but we're doing episode one right now. So we're going to try and keep that. Um, so we get introduced to all the characters. Like you said, Iris, she gets labeled the 27 year old virgin. Mm-hmm. Wow. She's waited so long. Oh my gosh! And the, the girl who hasn't dated for ten years—they're yeah. like, just writing down their red flags as their name. It's like the tomboy, <laughs> the tomboy, uh, the the Mr. Picky or whatever. Yeah, Mr. Picky, ex basketball player. Um, yeah. You know, like washed up athlete. Um, 
I don't even remember what Greg's was, but um, you know, they, I mean, they were asking some interesting questions, and that's kind of what I want to hone in with you because during this process of elimination, where they're trying to make matches for each other, I mean, they asked about religion, they asked about uh, sexuality, Sex. they talked mm-hmm. about um, turn-ons, turn-offs, um, all these different things. So, it'd be interesting to get your uh, point of view on some of these things. So, I'm going to interview you. Okay. And, and Alex is married, so if you're listening. He's taken girls, um, but I oh, mean, bummer. And also, it's also, I mean, is it fair to have a drop dead no for something? In what way? And you're like pursuing a relationship, and you're pursuing uh, the person. I mean, is it is disqualifiers something that you know are fair in most situation? Or I mean, I, okay. So what? Here's what I'm trying to say is that. You know, they asked about race of the other partner, oh, yeah. and the guy's like, "I want him to look like me." Yeah, and it's and it's like, is that a fair dis? That's not a fair disqualifier, I don't think, because there's or but if you said no. they have to be X height as a girl, or they have to be this skinny if you're a guy searching a girl. I mean, no. I, at what level do people get in their own way with these disqualifiers? You know, we all. So I'm jumping I, around. I get, I get what you're no, I get what you're saying though, and I think it's. With the more physical stuff, I think it's like again, like height, things like that. I'm like, I, I never looked. I mean, I, I was always somebody that thought like, I don't care if she's six foot. Like, if I love being around her and she makes me a better person, like, I'm I was okay with that. Yeah. And it's like, yeah, okay, like people might look, or I might get a jug, and it's like, I don't like honestly for me, I didn't, I wouldn't have cared. Yeah. I wouldn't have cared. Um, and I think in that that same respect, I mean, you also have to, you know. I don't know. I mean, I think for like, you know, the guy that you were mentioning, I'm like, like he was African-American and he was like, I want somebody to look like me. Like part of that might just be culture and upbringing. It'd be like, yeah, you know, I think there, there is something to be said about like, I want somebody to understand me mm-hmm. at a cultural level. Mm-hmm. Now you can argue if a white person would do that. I don't know because it's like, well, the white person what culture, said it, the what white culture person do said we have? it too. I know. <laughs> What do we have? None. It's like we're we're such a melting pot. It's we, like we fucking love mayonnaise. I don't <laughs> yeah, know. What right. else do we have? <laughs> exactly. We so steal. we t- we say Taco Tuesday and we take take Mexican food and claim it as our own. Yeah. I mean, that's, that's and we have kinda, Italian night and yeah. also we're Italian, right? It's like yeah. So we're anyways. I, I'm I, I'm going off on a tangent there, but I think like there there is a certain degree. I think from more of a cultural aspect where it's like they need to understand me at my core at some point without having to just get to know me right away. And I think that's a fair point. I guess I guess my what I'm struggling with too is that um, we talk about this a lot. We talk about you know Jamie from Listen to Your Heart. Uh, I know you haven't heard that name since we stopped recording the show, but still getting PTSD. You know, excuse me, um, <laughs> PTSD. Yeah, <laughs> tell me about it. Um, no, but you know she uh, she said every boyfriend I've ever had cheated on me, mm-hmm. and it's like the common denominator we talk about the common denominator in relationships being you mm-hmm. and if you are failing at the rate that you're failing f- to apply for this show how can you sit and mm. say these are my benchmarks because those benchmarks have caused you to fail over and over and over again how can you sit there and say you know in, in elizabeth for example is gonna be a terrible person in a relationship, not as a person. Yeah. <laughs> in a relationship, she's going to be a very bad person to be paired up with because she's had zero real world experience from the way that she talks and the way that she composes herself. Mm-hmm. This is mm-hmm. the redhead, redheaded girl that works for her dad. 
Yeah. I, um, I, when, when I watch her, I don't see that there's a whole lot of life experience behind her. I got that vibe too. Yeah. And, and also, you know, she wants a guy that she can get pedicures with. And she wants a very Metro guy. And a very Metro she, guy. She mentioned that twice. Um, and she has a shirt, uh, shirt. She has a sign by her bed that says, I'm too tired to adult today. Mm-hmm. Um, I thought that was a bit fitting too. I'm like, mm, okay. I think anyone that uses the word adulting is not ready for a relationship. You know, it's funny. You sound like my mom. <laughs> she literally had that. She's like, I saw this thing at the store the other day. And I was like, I'm not adulting today. I was like, what? And I was like, oh boy, here we go. All right, mom. I mean, <laughs> you, I guys, you I guys tell it. me and on Twitter, is adulting a thing? Like, is that, or is that like a Peter Pan-esque aversion to responsibility? Oh, it's, it's Peter Pan syndrome for sure. It, it's pe- <laughs> I mean, think about it. We as a generation, like, call it Gen, was it Gen Xers mm-hmm. and on in terms of like more recent. We're, we've grown up as like the most comfortable that any society has probably ever had it. Think about that. Like, I, yeah, we Gen Xers and beyond have not wanted for a damn thing. Like, we just haven't. I don't know. Boomers have never been on like AOL chat rooms and the abuse you take in there. So, I don't <laughs> okay. know. I don't know if they okay. totally have had it so much better, you know. <clears throat> I'm saying we're, we're, we're the most distant we've ever been from a hunter-gatherer perspective as we've ever been. As Are you site. kidding me? Grubhub is <laughs> is literally like me hunting and gathering at the You're same time. You're contracting hunt. a gatherer. <laughs> You're hunting for a good deal. Yeah, I'm hunting for bargains, man. I'm hunting, for some, for, I'm hunting for some nuggies, man. Um, <laughs> you said nuggies. Um, oh. But uh, so, I mean, where? what about you? I mean, you're obviously married. I, maybe you can ask me. I'm, I'm you know dating around uh not around if you're listening to this i'm not um but i'm dating yeah okay um what are some things that are like hard stops for you i'll go first you know smoking is a hard stop for me cigarettes boom like no interest smoking Mm -hmm. cigarettes Mm -hmm. that's That's an unattractive quality for me too it's an attractive call and then you know like i have pet peeves sure you know like people putting their feet on the dashboard or on the windshield or their shoes on the bed or shoes on the bed. <laughs> Everyone that's on the bachelor bachelorette, knock it off. Um, sorry. I didn't include that one. <laughs> it's true. I think I forgot about that one. But I mean, what are some like, uh, I don't think it's, I don't think it's, I mean, I think for me, one of the things that I would always pay attention to when I was getting for far enough along in a relationship was how she would speak to her parents. Ooh, good one that was something that always i mean i I don't know i mean my parents maybe they did a good job maybe they did a bad job but like they put the fear of god in me early Mm -hmm. (laughs) but i was also like i mean i see the ways in which like i was raised and i'm like i respect the way that they parented and i don't i mean i i feel terrible if i ever talk down to my parents and and for me i I just and again that might be just because of my upbringing but i it never sits well with me when i hear somebody talk ill of their parents that's a good one. I think that uh, I think an interesting differentiation too, since we've both been married. <clears throat> I've been in a failed relationship, uh, or failed failed marriage, so I kind of have a different perspective going into relationships this time around. But that's something that you don't think about when you're young, you know, and you you're young and you're trying to go for that. I think that another thing that people should be looking for is how do people fight? How mm-hmm. do they resolve issues? Mm-hmm. Um, are they uh, 
do they hold do they simmer and burn do they explode and then expect things to be fine do they how do they approach problem how do they spend their finances i think that's the biggest finances. money issues is some of the biggest issues with relationships and marriages well, i'm pretty um, sure there's a stat out there about like the source of a lot of divorces comes from like finances definitely have a big weighting in it for sure and i mean i granted you know i'd say i want them to have nice teeth but you can also get braces mm-hmm. i mean mm-hmm. you know so it's kind of interesting that, you know, like everyone's very physically oriented. Well, and, and what do we, I mean. And attraction's important. Pla- yes, but plastic surgery, I think, has kind of delayed a lot of that. If not, in some cases, has made it worse. But, you know, in, in a lot of cases, it's like you got people that like, they can just change their appearance. Mm-hmm. And here's the thing, though. At the end of the day, looks are still fleeting. You've got to inspect the heart. You know, you got to you got to inspect, like, who they are as a person. Yeah, you're talking about plaque buildup? Exactly. Okay. That's why I, yeah. I just want to make sure I'm understanding you. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's important that you got to find out who they are as a person. You got to figure out what's important to them, what makes them who they are, what drives them, what, you know, it, it, for me and my wife, like one of the things, like one of the ways in which I knew like my wife was a keeper was like the way that we did argue. It was very conversational. Mm-hmm. And, and, Part of it is communication too. How do you guys just communicate period? Because there was never, I, I have a firm belief that 99% of all arguments occur from miscommunication. Yeah. There's some, somebody thought one way, somebody thought the other, and they were acting based on those assumptions. And all of a sudden it, it deviates to a point where they just get upset with each other. And I think for my wife and I, one of the things that we always talk about, and there's been times where we've been upset with each other and I don't, the Bible I, don't think you could, don't I don't think you'd ever be upset with your wife, to be honest with you. You probably fucked up somehow. Well, that's like 99% of the time. Okay. All right, but All right. but there, there have been times where like, you know, where we've both been upset at each other. And there's been times where, you know, not, not biblically speaking per se, where it's like, you know, you, you go to bed angry, right? But uh-huh. there's been times where it's like, yeah, I need to sleep on this actually. And and having a, having a sound mind to say like, look, like, like we're good. But I need to think about this. I mean, yeah. let, can we talk about this in the morning? Because I, I don't want to say or I don't want to act on in a way where it's not thought through. And yeah. I think that's I think composure has a lot to do with who a person is too. To understand that maybe they 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 might they could say something rash or maybe they could say something that's hurtful that they don't actually mean. Yeah. But emotions are flaring. It's controlling their emotions. And I think the actual Bible verses don't let the sun set on your anger. Mm-hmm. I also want to add a caveat to that. Don't be still discussing it when the sun comes back up. So <laughs> yeah. you know. I think there needs to be a, a lot. I think you're right. There's certain, I mean, but how do you, how do you in a survey figure out how someone fights? No, I think that's their challenge is there's, there's so little data that they have to run with mm-hmm. that they're finding common threads that are foundational enough. I feel like mm-hmm. they're finding a couple, I, I bet you if, if, you know, maybe it's just between the three of them. If they each have two pillars that they're finding in each of their categories, like this guy's strong organizational, this guy's strong. He's a feeler. Yeah. It, like, and I, I think it's, you know, we were talking about, you were talking about Elizabeth and, um, Ugh. is it Greg? No, no, she's Who's, with Jamie. Jamie. Yeah. Like that, you know, we'll talk about another episode. Like they're very much yin and yang. He's oh, very low key and she's very high strong. And like, but like, looks like for the most part he's totally cool with that and yeah i I don't know i don't think he's cool with that though i think that and i haven't seen anything and you know that the end of this episode they get matched i think that their relationship will mirror the hindenburg okay or chernobyl one of the two okay 
and a meltdown for the ages either way. It's going to be a big explosion or a big meltdown. And I, and the reason why I'm saying that without any knowledge more than what I know from episodes one, two, and three, and that's just the matchmaking, the actual wedding is her. And that's the only red flag. He, they make him be Mr. Picky. And I'm not saying that he's not without flaw. Mm-hmm. They're not going to get along. Okay. I don't know why they thought this was a good match. This is the worst match it, possible. It was a head scratcher for me too. I'm like, mm. I feel like, and, and, and not to take anything away from her at all, but like just based on her personality, I feel like, like picking her to begin with, it was like, Ooh, that's a bit. Okay. Yeah. That's risk. I, I thought that was more of a risky pick if you're going to pick one of the women, but it's literally, she must have shown enough. Qualities. It's literally like picking someone wearing a unicorn t-shirt and fuzzy slippers to the interview when everyone else has dressed their best to be <laughs> selected. The, her selection is literally, I don't, it's a head scratcher to me for me. Maybe the producers have something to do with it, but I have no idea. Yeah. But something else I wanted to talk about too, is that with like modern dating, um, I loved the physical disdain and fatigue the experts had with people that are going to change, say they're going to change. And they talked about the guy named Raven. Mm-hmm. Yeah. I, yeah. I who wasn't that. so Raven. Um, <laughs> but you know, he's saying, I'm going to get things to raise this TV. I'm going to raise things off the floor. I'm going to make my bed. And they're kind of like, we can't pick someone that's going to, I'm a, I'm a gonna. And I feel like so many men I'm talking to you are, I'm going to, start doing this mm-hmm. when I'm going to start doing this when I don't think it's realistic. Conversely with the girls, it's, you know, like I'm going to get this out of my system. I'm going to, I'm going to change this or I'm going to change this fundamental aspect of a person and they're going to make it right. I think that that's also, mm-hmm. I, I just, I like seeing their physical restraint and disdain for that. Yeah. Cause I mean, it's, I mean, especially with Raven, uh, they, he, the cameras were in his room or in his apartment already. Yeah. They had to have known a visit was coming at some point. Maybe you're cleaning up at that point. Yeah. Because that, that, that's what Dr. Pepper was really kind of noticing was that he was not organized at all. His life was a little bit in shambles, it looked like. Um, and, uh, you know, again, I think the, the at the time they were looking at matching him up with Maitland, who was an organizer by profession. I don't, I don't know why they didn't. <laughs> so literally, I don't know why they didn't. Pair him with Maitland. If she they was, were, they were, but she, they, so they had to pick four couples, and they were the fifth. Because remember, they had oh to Raven, pick, oh that was weird too. Yeah, they, they had to pick. They picked Greg and Amber. I'm thinking Jamie. I'm like, why doesn't Jamie with Maitland? Like, they ah yeah, that was that my thought. That would have been. And Jamie had a very nice organized apartment. Or I house think or whatever they get along fine. Yep. They both have businesses, and they both. I mean. But Raven and Maitland would have been a complete disaster. It's like some of these. I'm looking at. I'm like, where are you going with this? Yeah, yeah. But no, um, exactly. But I think I think it was it was and unfortunately for Maitland, I think it was Raven's disorganization and like I'm gonna do this and I'm gonna do that that eliminated both of them from being in contention enough. Yeah. So because Greg, I mean, because Greg and Amber, they were there was the toss up between those two. Greg is the basketball player who is in Europe. Matt is. Oh, is Matt? Matt's the basketball player. Oh, so I keep player. saying Greg. Matt. Greg is Matt with was the basketball Deanna. player. Yes. So so Matt was the basketball player. Amber was the eighth grade school teacher, and. While Amber likes traveling, Matt's also been out of the country for like 18 months, you know? And so for them, they were kind of gambling on like, is he going to just up and go, you know, if a, if a 
team signs him is he going to go or is he setting roots down like that was their that was his big uh, the mobile detailing unit that's coming i mean <sighs> i had my red, it's, I, it's tough, it's tough i have my own red flags about him i liked i like amber though i like how she burst into a jumping jack when she was like i i do i do find a little a couple things here and there in her reactions is a bit jamie-esque but oh. i do but i do like if i had to choose between the two <laughs> i do like amber i think she's sweet and i think that so uh iris who's the 27 year old virgin who has other qualities about her but they're they're i, I just realized now they're pointing out the flaws and their nicknames for everybody mm-hmm. except for the mentor who's keith who yes. seems great so yeah. far and very level headed. I'm very impressed with him. Yeah, very level headed. Very like, yeah. He seems like he's got a good head on his shoulders. And then Greg, uh, <laughs> we'll talk about this next episode. Greg, in the first episode through the interview process, seemed like all things are great with him too. But he's a very awkward, introverted guy. Yes. Which you find out in the next. We'll talk about in the next episode. So it'll be interesting to see how that unfolds too. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. Because um, with Greg and Diana, and Diana's a Diana's a. Uh, butterfly social butterfly herself you can tell so yeah yeah so we'll have to see um but uh you know that was the matchmaking episode can i just say to you one thing before we wrap this up oh yeah every time they did like a little piece on every person they always showed some scene of them sitting on the bed or sitting on a chair or in a chair reading do you notice that oh yeah (laughs) there's always a scene of them reading and i'm like (laughs) i like all right that's the you know it's like mm, I wonder if like mm. the production crew, they're like you know, or the people are like, like, what do you want me to do? I'm like, oh, pick up read. a book, read it. <laughs> what you got in your what you got in your nightstand? Uh, oh, the places you will go. Okay, read that one. <laughs> Crack that baby open. <laughs> um, yeah, I'm trying to see what else we got here. Um, so, or also a couple selection. We got Iris and Keith. Iris and Keith. We've got Elizabeth and Jamie. Yep. And we've got Deanna and Greg. Yep. And Amber and Matt. Amber Those and Matt. are our four couples. We will be talking about them for the rest of the series here. And there's a lot of episodes in this series, so we're probably going to bulk them into two. So, um, yeah, I agree. So for next episode, watch uh, two and three, which yep, is the weddings, three, which are basically the weddings, the bachelor parties, <clears throat> the bachelorette parties, and the weddings. So, right. so stones. like we do after every episode, we give a stones rating. Uh, we each have two stones to give naturally. And uh, two stones means you like it. It's enjoyable. Zero stones mean an act of castration is preferable to watching a show like this. So, Alex, do you want the honor or do you want me to head first? I'll start first. Um, okay. First time going through it. Uh, I'm game, you know, but I wasn't like, you know, jumping on the edge of my seat waiting for the next episode. I'll give it a, I'll give it a solid stone. Yeah. But, you know, that that's intro episodes anyways, right? So, I, I thought, you know... As much as I love this show, I'm going to have to agree with you. I, it set the groundwork. It was nothing mm-hmm. nothing uh, really moving the characters forward other than they explained the whole process of how this happened. Yep. Um, Which so, for any new viewer like myself is necessary. Yeah. It's just not... It you feel like you have a, a very meaty like episode. Have, not me. Yeah, where's it on the meaty scale? <laughs> zero. Is it? Zero meaty? It was, a, it was a... No, it can't be zero if you have one stone. It was a. All is right. this like a, a basket of fried chicken with not enough tenders? I would say, I'm sorry. I'm, I would say I'm, fish and chips. It's I'm, fish and chips. I'm overtaking the meaty scale. I'm not yeah, you do are. That. It's fish and chips. It's fish and chips. Okay. Because it's fish. <laughs> okay, so it's kind of meaty. It's, it's kind of it's a meat, meat but technically. is it? It's fish, right? Okay. Yeah. All right. Um, so two stones for the first episode. Um, be sure to like, follow, subscribe. 
And just watch and on just YouTube. W- yeah, watch on YouTube. This new outlet. You can see what we look like. Um, and uh, let us know what you think. Hit us up on those lo- on Twitter at R.O. Stones Guys or Instagram at R.O. Stones Guys or on YouTube at R.O. Stones Guys. And uh, we look forward to coming and talking to you here soon. Sounds good. Have Out. a good one, guys. Always a pleasure. Always a pleasure, Matthew. Okay. Bye-bye. Bye. <laughs>